Welcome to the Architect of Change Show with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman and Associates. Now, here's Connie. Hi, I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. Thanks again for joining me this week. My motivational quote is by Marty Rubin, and it says, Where we go is not determined by where we want to go. Do you say to yourself, I want to write my first book, start a new business, uh, look for a new or more fulfilling job, or I will get in the best shape of my life, but always seem to add at the end of those statements, when I have time, or when things change, or when this or that happens first. Why are we always in the waiting mode of thinking, where our first thought is always seems to be when X happens, I will finally be happy. Why isn't that time right now? What are we waiting for? How do we change our thoughts so our new reality is clearer and happier? What are we missing? Boy, do I have some answers for you. We're actually my guest today, who is Joel Potinas. Um, he is a spiritual businessman, is vice president and publisher at Tarsher Penguin, and the author of his new book, My Life Contract, 90-Day Program for Prioritizing Goals, Staying on Track, Keeping focused, and Getting Results. That sounds good to me. Joel is going to help us sign a contract with ourselves so we will be armed with the tools needed to begin to create the changes in our lives we are seeking. He is going to help us figure out how to do it and how to do it now. Be prepared for answers you've been seeking and a 90-day program that will get you there. Are you willing to commit to something for 90 days to get the results you've only dreamed about? Get your pens and papers out and start writing your life contract now. Joel, thank you so much for being on today. Thank you, Connie. I'm so happy to be here with you. Yes. So before we begin, my life contract, a 90-day program for prioritizing goals, staying on track, keeping focused, and getting results, that's mouthful. <laughs> um, I did read it, and I, for me, I, I really liked it because it's that step-by-step guide which I think systemizes what we're trying to accomplish with ourselves, whatever that is for anybody out there listening. So I'm really excited to um, discuss this because I do think people need to systemize habits, and, and, or if you systemize them, then they become habits. So my first question can you explain to everybody what you mean by a contract with life? Sure, yes. Um, what I have discovered over the years, and I, I wrote this book basically because I was somebody who couldn't prioritize goals, didn't stay on track, never kept focus, and seemed to wonder why I wasn't getting results. And so this is the outcome of, of how I discovered uh, how to do all of those things, and it, and it really became a system that I used and then began teaching it. And what I discovered in that process is that we already are basically in a partnership with what I like to call life, capital L, life. Other people have different words for whatever that might mean. For me, life means that thing that is larger than me, that, that uh, energy that is uh, always available and, and seems to really uh, uh, be in, in harmony with us when we are in harmony with it. And so when I was unaware of that, when I was unaware of the partnership that I had with life, then it seemed like very little went right in my life. And I often would be 
at odds with things or I'd say I want things, but I'd never follow through. But then when I discovered that there is a partnership, that when I committed myself to a goal or to an ideal in my life, that life seemed to come in and support me and help me, um, then I realized, oh, okay, this is not just a partnership, but as a businessman, it's like a contract that I can have with with this partner uh, to maximize and become uh, the the person that I want it to be. What a brilliant light bulb. Think about that. You know, most of, of the listeners, we are working people, right? That's, that's, we have families, but we're juggling all the time, it seems. So that contract, don't we have contracts with our clients, contracts with our bosses, right? You do your uh, performance appraisal. Isn't that a form of a contract of how you've performed or not performed, of what your goals are for the next year, you know, from a corporate standpoint? And yet we – the. <laughs> How did that light bulb, I have to ask, how did that light bulb, like, what was that, that, was, were you in the shower? You know, like, how does that happen? It's brilliant. Well, it wasn't, that particular light bulb didn't happen in one instant. Some of the other light bulbs in the book did, but that one, uh, you know, there's that old saying that when you take 10 steps toward, when you take one step towards Providence, Providence takes 10 steps towards you. Yes. Um, and there's variations on that. And, and I had always heard that, and I liked the idea, but it wasn't until I started experimenting with different um, things to do to become more successful that I realized, gee, every time I do take a positive step forward, it does feel like I'm being supported somehow by something. And, uh, you know, sometimes it felt like a coincidence would happen or just the mm-hmm. right person would show up. And that's when I started the the light bulb was getting brighter and brighter, and I was realizing, oh, there's actually a pattern here. Okay, every time I do move forward, oh, doors open. Okay, and sometimes it didn't look like the way I thought it would look, but things happened, and so it was a gradual light bulb. Um, but boy, once I once I saw it, it was so there. That clarity, yeah, you actually yeah. did form the clarity. So what is the underlying formula that you discovered through all of this? And, of course, we're going to talk in detail, but what's the underlying idea here? The underlying idea, and I think that this actually you know, shows up. I, I went and listened to some of your shows that you have posted, and I think this is something that shows up over and over again on your show. So this is something mm-hmm. that it sounds like you uh, feel as, as – uh, as well, is that when when we create a goal and begin to move toward it in a systematic way, then life can actually partner with us and help us also in a systematic way. And the thing, the underlying formula is just like in any contract where there are things that one party commits to doing and things the other party commits to doing, that there are things that really are our responsibility in this pursuit of the goal. Um, things that we can do and that are on our side of the contract. And then there are things that life will do as it's part of the contract. And um, so I try to make that very clear. And and the funny thing is, is the the things that are on life's side of the contract are often the very things we wish we could control, but they're not in our control. So it's so helpful to know the things that we can control and that we can Mm -hmm. commit to and that are on our side of the contract and um, and then focus on those. And the more we focus on those, the faster it is that we move toward our, our goal. 
Yeah, and it's remarkable. You know, you've heard this saying before, and I don't even know where it began, but I use it with frequency. The universe really does conspire to give us what we're supposed to have or what we need. We just have to be open to it. And it's funny, it doesn't always show up as we expect it, but then later on you reflect and you think, holy smokes, that's what I was asking for. That's what I was thinking in my head, and et cetera. And I'll, I'll share just a very funny story. My husband is extremely handy, okay? And probably should have gone to college. Now they have all of these majors, uh, like um, for for building things, uh, construction management, etc. They didn't have that. You know, we're old, right? And they didn't have that when we were kids. So fast forward now. He keeps telling me that he wants to um, buy a house. We were trying to get our assets together so he could purchase a house as an investment, do the work on it, and flip it. Blah blah blah, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So. I'm like, okay, you know, I think that's a good goal. Let's let's start to see where we can move. Now, we have a kid in college, too, so his timing really wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> but I started thinking, all right, how can we make this happen? Maybe not now, maybe after kids graduate, but I'm a partner with him. I agree. I want him to be happy, and I want him to live his dream. With that said, I get a card in the mail, how to flip a house profitably or whatever. I take the card. I put it on the baker's rack for him to, if he's interested, you call. Right? I'm not going to do it for you kind of thing. Net and that he calls, he goes to this um, web, web uh, not a website, a seminar, loves it, buys the program. We both go, get educated on it, and now he's committed to this, doing it as, as a side business. Obviously, he works full time. And I tease him because I said, well, you, you, the universe was talking to you. The universe sent that card because he had been talking about it more frequently. Mm. And you see, who, right? You see, as soon as your intention becomes clear, yep. we started talking about it, the vibration change. We started to put those steps in place. Well, how can we, how can we shift? How can we lower our cash flow, you know, lower our monthly cash flow? All of a sudden, this card shows up. I don't believe in coincidence. I believe it was a message saying, here's your opportunity. Now do with it as you please. And he, he's moving forward. So, oh, that's uh, you know, great. isn't that a cool story? Yeah. yeah. And, and when you I know, tell, it, oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say, when I tell people that, they go, you in the universe, you know, and they mock me, but I think, yeah, it works for me. I manifest things. You know what? While the rest of you are delusional, I manifest things. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I always think, you know, one of my base beliefs, and I talk about it in the book, is that life wants more for us than we want for ourselves, always, and that life is always trying to talk to us and to, you know, to get us to move forward in these ways, and, and, um, but when, it's just like that great story with your husband, when you become attuned to it, suddenly you begin to see it, and uh, it's so great, because then at a certain point you think, what was I waiting for again? Why, why did I wait yeah. so long? Yeah, uh, That's our self-talk. That's that chatter in our head that we're not good enough, I'm afraid, what if it doesn't work out? You, right. you, know, the rec- I, you know, I call it the record player. Now, right. in, in the book, you include, which again, brilliant, you include a 90-day goal <laughs> tracker, right? So it, here's the thing, commit, write it down. We all know that it becomes a greater intention. Yeah. Why did you why did you why did you include it and how does it work for the listeners? Well, uh I included it. In fact, the bulk of the book is this 90-day tracker. Um I keep the the theory very short. I think it's only like 40 something pages yeah. that you have to read. So, I get right to the point and I'm I'm not interested in fluff or anything like that. 
And then the rest of the bulk of the book is largely made up of, of the tracker, the 90-day 90, the 90 journal. And I did that for a couple reasons. One, it's the process that I use, and so I can only really teach what works for me. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is, is it holds us accountable. So I ask people to do something very simple. If they have one, two, or three goals, and the book leads people into figuring out what their goals are, then every single morning they wake up, takes five minutes. You just write down today for this goal, these are the things I'll commit to doing. And then at the end of the day, right before you go to bed, you just pick up the journal again, the tracker, and you reflect on did you do those things. Now, if you start your day off with the intention of what you're going to do, chances are you'll probably do them or you have more of a chance of doing them than if you don't. And second, if you know that you're going to hold yourself accountable at the end of the day, that, again, will probably make you more accountable and actually will follow through to do uh, these actions. These are just simple little tricks that I do that somehow work. You know, they seem almost too simple, um, and yet it's the simple things that, for me at least, that tend to work the most. Well, and and I think we make our lives much too complicated most yes. of the time. So oh, simple so works. Yeah, and I, I I say all the time, you know, I keep it simple, stupid. Not Certainly not because I'm stupid. I don't think that. But the simpler you can keep whatever it is that you're trying to do or accomplish um, or the fewer steps, et cetera, it just seems to unfold with more clarity and, and more uh, momentum because you're not overcomplicating what it is you want. And you know that when you were just describing the tracker and, and almost that commitment to self, and then you're holding yourself accountable at the end of the day for what you wrote down first thing in the morning, it's almost like if you and I were going to go work out and, and I wake up and I think, oh, I don't want to go, but oh, Joel's waiting for me. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. And then the next day you're like, I don't want to go. It's really cold outside. And I, you know I'm waiting for you. We push ourselves because you commit to someone else. This is just committing to yourself and knowing that at the end of the day, right, when you go to bed and you look at your journal and you didn't do anything it's disappointing because that 24 hours or that 18 hours, whatever it is, has passed, and you kind of wasted it, which is silly. It's silly, but but the opposite is true as well, that when you do it, it creates momentum. And sure. And it feels really good, and you think, wow, okay, I did it. Now I'm in it. The first day is usually the hardest until you get to about midway through the 90 days. And then there's a, another lag usually that I have found with, with people. And that's when we need to rely on um, not just consistency, but persistency, being persistent. Yeah. And, um, but, the, but the program in, in My Life Contract is so simple that it helps us to be persistent. It's not complicated. Um, any, anytime things are complicated, I start it well, and then I lose interest because I, it's hard to remember or hard to stay with it. So yeah. I like things that are very, very simple, as you said. And and the thing is, those those three things or five things, whatever it is that you're going to commit to for the day, don't have to be huge steps. No. They no. can be reading for um, 10 minutes before you get into your emails uh, when you get into work, but learn something new or, or read something motivational for five or 10 minutes at the beginning of your, your day to keep your energy up. It could be simple things. It doesn't have to be hours and hours of laborious kind of activity, correct? That's right. In fact, that's one of the great things is that if you want to accomplish something big, when you break it up into small daily goals, small steps, 
each day is not a big step. It's a small step, but like compound interest, they build and build so that when you're at 90 days and you look back, you are so much further than you thought you would be. And, and it seems so simple because you were only doing little bits every single day. And that becomes a really great moment when you look back and say, wow, I went even further than I thought I would in 90 days. It's it's a remarkable um, transformation, really, in in such a short period of time by committing to the tracker and doing these little things. Little adds up to big, and we don't real we think we have to do the big. It's it's actually That's the right. reverse. The little adds up to the big. Let's take a quick break, and then I want to also discuss. You, you discuss in the book the mastermind partners. So for those that don't know what a mastermind partner is, if you can define that and why it's important to have that in our orbit, so to speak. So take a break, and then we'll talk about that. It's a shame when you're feeling stuck in your business and you feel like you have nowhere to turn. It's a shame when you slog through long days in your business and you don't get any return. It's a shame when you feel like you can't see the forest for the trees and your business brings you to your knees. Einstein said repeating the same actions over and over won't produce different results. So stop feeling ashamed. Your business and you deserve better. Change that shame into righteous fame. Connie Whitman can tame that shame. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates will help you to discover your new path and nothing will ever be the same. Connie's tried and true one-on-one coaching sessions will tame that shame so you and your business will not continue in vain. Call Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates today at 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Call Connie. Turn that shame into your game. Okay, we are back, and we are talking with Joel Fotinos, and his book is we're taught, we're discussing uh, my life contract ninety day program for prioritizing goals, staying on track, keeping focus, and getting results. And we're really talking about that commitment to self um, or that life contract with with ourselves in the universe. So, masterminds, importance of that, and what is it, uh, Joel? If you can answer. Yeah. Yeah, uh, a mastermind partner very simply is um, one or more people that are committed to their goals and then you meet together and support each other. Um, The idea basically comes from Andrew Carnegie who uh, used that method of of mastermind partners um, and it was popularized in the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, which was originally published in 1937. And it's just become a real, um, a, a real positive, successful thing to do ever since. I use mastermind partners in a in a very specific way. I actually have had the same mastermind partner for almost 20 years. We meet every single week for about three hours. We don't wow. talk about, you know, the movie we watched last night or our our marriages or our kids or things like that. We really talk about our process and our goals and our lives of what we, how we want to move forward. And what's great about having somebody like that, and I, I say don't choose a spouse, don't choose a sibling um, or your best friend, because they already know you and they already, have, they already see you in a certain way. Pick somebody that you don't know that well so that they can actually see you new, see you fresh. And um, what happens when you have a mastermind partner, really three things happen. One is you're more accountable, just like you were talking about with um, going to the gym. You're more Uh accountable because you know there's somebody there that's watching. The second thing Uh is you're going to have more fun. And if you have more fun, 
you're probably going to be more apt to stick with it. And the third thing is you realize that you don't have to do the journey all by yourself. And it's so great to know that there can be people along the way that can support us, that can see, sometimes see more for ourselves than we see for ourselves, and uh, that we can help as well. Because when we help our mastermind partner, it's uh, it's a, a way of giving, and um, we receive so much from that. So mastermind partners are awesome, and I outline a lot of uh, ways to do that in the book, but it's just a great, great way to move forward. And it's interesting because with the mastermind, they could see a perspective that you can't see for yourself. And and also the other thing I found with, with mastermind partners is that not only do you get their perspective, their filters, their ideas, they, they see you from a different perspective, that, that piece of it. But also sometimes when you're clo- so close to a situation, it's hard to see the forest from the trees. So yeah. they're allowed, they can help you kind of zoom back in and figure out what needs to be done, you know, what have you. So I love that. I think that's great. Thank you. And I love the three pieces, the accountability, big time, having fun. Imagine that we're allowed to have fun in life. <laughs> and, you know, I think we oftentimes lose sight of that, too. We, we, we don't take the time to laugh at ourselves. And the third thing is that you're not, you know, on this, this mission or this process alone. Now, yeah. do you, I, I have to ask, do you literally, when you're helping people and coaching people through this process, do you say to them, okay, sign this contract? I do. And there's actually a contract in the book that is yep. designed in a very specific way. And I do ask them to sign it because we do have something in our psyche, I think, that when we define very clearly what it is our goal is, date it and sign it, it does feel a little more official than just kind of a haphazard, oh, yeah, I guess I'll commit to this. When we commit ourselves and put it on paper, sign it, and even have somebody witness it, then it just becomes more real. And um, I think we take it a little bit more seriously. Yeah, again, that whole accountability piece. Now, you mentioned in that statement that, you know, what the goal is or, and I know you talk about the life purpose, um, how do how do we find our life? Like, how do people figure that out? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. Um, and there's a whole section in the book about that because it's, it's uh, something that I have found, and you've probably found this as well because you've talked to so many people over the years, mm-hmm. that people fall into one of two categories. They either say, um, I don't know what my life purpose is, and so therefore the result is that nothing happens, or they'll say there are so many things I could choose, I don't mm-hmm. know how to narrow it down, mm-hmm. and so therefore nothing happens and, and they stay right where they're at. Mm-hmm. So what I try to do is I, I try to tell people to, um, I lead them through several processes, and as they kind of define and narrow down some goals then and some life purpose goals, they can commit to, um, I remind them, this is just for 90 days. If you feel yeah. at the end of 90 days it's not the right goal or the right yeah. life purpose, then A, you can change it, and B, now you're even clearer. Now you have more information, and you might get even clearer about where it is that you want to go. I didn't always know exactly where I was going, so I had to commit to something to keep me moving forward. Otherwise, we just stay stuck right where we're at, don't you think? Absolutely. Movement. I always say movement creates whatever. 
whatever it yeah. creates, but there's movement and things start to happen. You get mojo, you, whatever it is. And you know what's so funny about that, that I love that. It's only for 90 days. And typically, once you start moving, even though you're heading on course for X, all of a sudden something comes in your path, because remember the universe, your source, life, whatever you want to call it, you take one step, they take nine, or it takes nine. All of a sudden you think, oh, yeah, that's even a better a uh, better direction than right. this, yeah. and all of a sudden you take a, you you bear left a little bit, and then while you're on that path, you're moving the the universe, life, whatever you want to call it. Again, meet you nine steps, ten steps towards you, and you go, oh, I should bear right now a little bit. So movement for me, it can never be wrong, even if it's not exactly what you want. You're you're right. It's information it's to information. say. Yeah, and information is powerful for yourself. That that's that's really not what I want to do. Yeah, so, I like to tell great. people it this way, which is for people who are especially visual. Say you live in New York City, but you really don't want to live in New York City anymore, and you think, where do I want to go? You have to commit to a city that you want to move to. So say you want to move to Seattle, mm-hmm. then you have to com- then you have to find the ways to move forward. Do I go by plane? Do I bo- go by car? And you you make some decisions. Now, say you went by car, and as you're driving, you're learning, you get to Cincinnati, and you think, you know what, I don't really want to go to Seattle. I actually (laughs) want to go to Los Angeles. Well, the good news is you can change course, and you don't have to start all the way back at New York again. You've already gone this far, and now you can just change direction a little bit and move toward the next thing that you think you want to go toward. There are no wrong answers. Every way will get you further, but like you just said, which was so great, movement, movement, movement. The way I say it in the book is energy follows action. Once we take action, then the movement, the energy comes in to give us momentum. Yeah, and there are no wrong answers, and I think that's, what if I make a mistake? So, (laughs) again, you're in Cincinnati, so now you head to L.A. What difference does it make? There's There's no wrong answer. That's that is, I hope people really heard that. There's no wrong answer. Now, you just mentioned energy follows action. Yeah. D- define that. You did a beautiful job in the book, but define that for everyone because I love that. Yeah, energy follow that, follows action is really the formula that I did have a light bulb moment when I realized that I was the person that kept saying, I really want X and X to happen before I will do why. I really want to have more money in my life before I will quit my job and and do what I want to pursue. I really want to have love in my life before I will do X, Y, and Z. And what I finally realized in a moment, just a moment of clarity was, oh, I have the formula backwards. First, I need to take action. Mm -hmm. Then the energy of what it is that I want can come to me. So um, when I turned that formula around, um, then my life began turning around. And I just have such an interesting story. When I was um, just early 30s, I was uh, promoted, the bank I was working for was promoted to vice president. And I, I was married, and I had just gotten married, gotten the promotion, which was wonderful. And my husband and I decided we wanted to try to have kids. And I remember talking to one of the executives and who I reported to. And um, I don't know, in passing, it was like a comment. Like, yeah, we're trying, you know. And uh, she said, oh, but you just became a vice president. Don't you want to become a senior vice president before you get pregnant? 
And I and this I don't know if it was intuitive for me this whole time, but I looked at her and I go, well, why would I do that? And she says, well, you, your career should come first. And I says, well, why can't I have both? Like, is it an either or? I'm not understanding you. And she says, well, you really should focus on your career. If you have kids, you're not going to be able to focus on your career. And I'm thinking, have you met me? <laughs> I focus very well. And now I didn't have kids. So right there, there was that piece. But I looked at her and I said, and what if I get laid off tomorrow because we get bought out and I'm putting off having a child because of a company? I go, oh, no, I'll never do that. I know right. what I want in my life and I'm going to continue to move forward and the chips fall where they may and if we get bought out and I lose my job I'll go find a job somewhere like to me it but now net net this individual never had children she missed the opportunity and many years later um, after I did get promoted again having two children etc and continued my career with the same bank she approached me and, and said you made the right decision I wish I wish I had done that and but but here's here's my point when she was speaking it was illogical to me. Why would you put your whole, why would you, until I get a senior vice president, I'm not going to get pregnant. It, that was counterintuitive for me. But everybody doesn't, isn't, doesn't have the intuitive ability, and that's why I think your book is so impactful, because it really explains that don't wait for something to happen to react. It's be proactive, and yes. then stuff happens. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. This, the the whole idea of the book is is to take steps every day, small steps every day, so that mm. you are proactively changing your life for the better. Every mm. day, take some positive action. And most people, when when they hear that, they they think that that's a good idea. They just don't know how to do it. So yeah. I just take them by the hand and say, here's how. And just do this, and just do this, and and any kind of positive action is going to create positive results. Now, I do say sometimes the results don't look exactly like you think they will, yes. but that's okay because usually it will be better. If you let go of how it has to look, then it can look the way it does, and oftentimes you reflect back and say, oh, this is even better than I thought. Um, so we have to sometimes let go of the how so that we can actually let life um, help us and get us to an even better place. And I think, Joel, everybody has trouble with that piece of it because, you know, many of us are control freaks that we have to, because especially we have busy lives. You know, you're working, kids, family obligations, if you have elderly parents in there. You know, you have all of these commitments plus the commitment to yourself and commitment to your job or your boss or your career or whatever it might be or your business if you're a business owner. So that giving up control is really hard. It so is. It is. That, that's, that's, that is a tough one, and, and I do get it. We have 30 seconds. So what would be your biggest piece of advice? For me, if I had to give the advice right now was go out and buy this book because it's, it's a freaking no-brainer. <laughs> <laughs> but let's, forget me for a minute. What would, what would be the advice you'd give to someone who's on the fence? I would say to somebody, take a positive action today. Right now, the second you stop listening to this uh, wonderful show, just go take an action, a positive action in your life because when you do that, you're going to feel better. You're going to create momentum. You're going to create positive outcome, and you're going to get out of procrastination, and um, that's such a great thing. So sit for a second, think, what positive action can I take right now, and then go out and do it. Yeah, and, and just kill it. Like just right do now. it. Don't wait till tomorrow. I mean right now. 
Yeah, stop listening and go do it. Yes, and then write Connie an email telling you what you did and what the great positive reaction uh, Totally, was. totally. You know, I do. I get emails, and one young woman, uh, she emailed me and said that after listening to several shows, she takes little nuggets from guests like yourself who are just amazing, and then she says, I've implemented them in my life, little changes over, over the course of listening. And she said, it's amazing how many better habits I have, how many good things are happening, how much lighter she feels. That was a real touching email when I received that because I'm all about the how-tos. And that's why I said go out and buy the freaking book because <laughs> it's, it's just filled with simple how-tos and the uh, layout of the book, the step-by-step to me is brilliant. Joel, we are really out of time, but thank you so much. I I loved the book. I loved how you shared the information and, and defined a couple of things. And I hope people are motivated, whether they buy the book or not. I hope they go out and just create whatever movement it is for them. So, And I like that. Right. Stop listening and go and do it. Right. Just do it. Just right now. Go do it. Right now. Just right now. I like how you're so excited. <laughs> just right now. Uh, thank you so much again uh, you, for Connie. being on the show. Yeah, really, I really inspiring. Back at you. Thank you again. If you'd like to get more information or buy Joel's book, My Life Contract, 90-Day Program for Prioritizing Goals, Staying on Track, Keeping Focus, and Getting Results, go to joelfotinos.com. So it's J-O-E-L-S-O-T-I-N-O-S.com. And as usual, I will also post that website on my show's website. So um, if you don't have a piece of paper or you're in the car, you can still find that information. I hope you guys will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together how to grow and challenge ourselves so we all embrace change and realize that it's easier than we think. We have it. We've got it. Thank you again for joining me. You've been listening to Architect of Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. Thanks and have an inspiring week. You've been listening to The Architect of Change with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here. Tom,